with hints, tips and tradey chat. Grab yourself a brew because it's about to start. This is Women in Trades with Amy the Sparky. Before the show starts, I just quickly wanted to talk to you about Tradeify. Tradeify is a fast-growing job management platform for all busy tradespeople. It's great for managing all sorts of business admin such as quotes, tracking invoices, timesheets and appointments leaving you more time to focus on other important things. Tradeify have very kindly given me a discount code for my viewers, so check them out by clicking the link in my show description and using discount code AMY50 to get 50% off. Now, let's crack on with this show. Hello and welcome to Women in Trades with Amy the Sparking. Today I have a special guest, Michaela Wayne. Um, You may recognise her from uh, the 2017 series of The Apprentice, where she came second. Hello, Michaela. Hello. Hello. Thanks for saying I came second. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, I've been really excited to talk to you since, um, well, Hayley introduced me to you, really, from um, Cube Lighting. so yeah, first of all, can you just tell us a bit, a little bit about your uh, background? Um, yeah, how you got to what, what you're doing now? Yeah, so yeah, I was on The Apprentice 2017. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't win that. I've been in business for about seven years before I went on to The Apprentice. Actually, so I had um, a, a facilities management company, a utility connection company, and um, I mainly worked day to day on a marketing agency. Mm-hmm. And then off the back of the um, of the apprentice I got investment in the business I took to the show which was like a lead generation platform and um, so a, a bit more techie as well as like actually in construction um, but then since then there has been a huge light shone upon issues within the industry and the lack of women yeah. so um, I decided to use my platform for what we will say the greater good and um, try and help women already in the industry retain women in construction but also attract more women to construction as well yeah awesome um and so that your company now well, you've got multiple companies now construction companies yeah okay and are you as hands-on with all of them are you doing site visits and I'd, what what is it that so you- it, it, it depends really where we're up to with it so yeah i will do site visits if it's really really necessary but i try and avoid them like the plague because Why? we can be asked going to site <laughs> <laughs> I just really don't like it. It's more of a travel actually than being on site. I can never, it just feels like a big waste of time. I, I, I cram so much into my day that if a site visits two hours away and then two hours back, that's four hours gone. Yeah. So if there's somebody else who I can send out to site, then I will I will send them out. However, there are times when, it, when you know, I still have to be on site. But I mainly work day to day on a marketing agency. So that's obviously completely separate to site visits. There are one of my businesses that's, that's just expanding and scaling, shall we say, the, the construction company, facilities management company. It, it's just taking, it's just got legs in another sector, really. So that is um, taking more of my time and causing me uh, the pain of being on site. Yeah. Okay. So... What sort of response do you get um, when you do go onto site? I get ignored. Is, is the honest answer and you know I get asked so much like what's the most frustrating thing and nobody's ever determined to me like oh get your tits out or any of these things that you would typically expect or you know when people say discrimination that's their go-to kind of phrase it yeah. is the fact that I'll turn up on site being the director of a multi-million pound company yeah. and I'll go with um, you know 
whoever a QS and they were, all questions will be directed to him if yeah. he's male and not me and that is worse than somebody being outright rude I think because then I've got to look like an idiot being like hi I'm the director and I, I just if I don't introduce myself as a director or as you know whatever my position is then I am I'm literally blanked and it's as if I have no idea what's going on don't, I mean don't get me wrong half the time I don't know what's going on but I would still like to be acknowledged <laughs> if you're honest um that is frustrating it's annoying it's happened to me um I don't know whether I've uh spoke about this before but it's little things really annoy me I was in Ikea once with uh, one of my friends and I was wearing one of my hoodies that says um Amy Sparky on the back and I was with a guy and a guy came up to us in Ikea and I was in work clothes. I've been at work, so I was in boots, trousers, everything. And he, and he said to my friends, oh, have you got a business card? And he said, oh, for what? And he said, oh, I need an electrician. Um, my mother-in-law's um, just buying a new bungalow and we need it rewiring. And my friend was like, well, she's the electrician. I'm wearing a jumper that says Amy the Sparky she's the electrician and he looked at me really surprised i'm like what did you expect like his name's obviously not amy and he was like oh oh, oh have you got a business card and i, I felt like going no do one but i was like yes i have you go but yeah i think you that's the thing the presumption yeah and, and the thing is just the presumption and yeah the way it stands at the moment if people not in the industry like that i feel can be forgiven more in that the greater societal perception of the construction industry is men who are uneducated in the 40s you know um big brutes needs to have big muscles to work in construction or otherwise like slobs and lager lights and that is unfortunately what society thinks of the industry yeah. however if you are in construction and you are going on to ignore women that is where the bigger problem is because you should have had more exposure to women. I understand there's only 1% of women on size, but there are 13% of women in construction. Mm -hmm. So don't just presume that if you meet a woman, she's there to sell you something or mm -hmm. to take notes, you know, like the, the, understand that women can book in construction as well. But yeah. it's, um, yeah, I, I think that's why podcasts like this and, and speaking about it and educating people is really important. And to understand that it isn't just being outright discriminatory, it's the ignorance as well, which is equally as frustrating. That is frustrating. Um, you saw the post I put on Instagram. Yeah, you commented on it. Um, I think Hayley tagged you in it about when I had a chat with her about the toilet situation. And mm. then... I had that comment on put on the YouTube and I, it really irritated me. So I screenshot and put it on Instagram and I wasn't trying to slate this guy. I, I was just, I wanted um, just, you know, general opinions. I wanted to find out what other people thought about it. And I had some really interesting um, comments on there. I don't know if you had a chance to read through the, all of the comments. <laughs> I did. I did. I did read through quite a lot of them. And um, just remind me again, what exactly was it that he had said? Now, he, about he what said, was your comment? Because I know he'd said about oh, you should use the same toilets. But what was your comment? Yeah. So, so he'd put, "I'm totally supportive of women, but here's the problem: you want to have your cake and eat it. On one hand, you don't want to be treated differently by being helped over a fence, which was an example of something that Haley said. But on the other, yeah. you do. You want your own toilets on site." I'm sorry, but you can't have it both ways. 
And I just, I just put it on. I put, come on then, what's everyone's views on this? Are we out of order wanting our own toilet or sometimes just a toilet at all? Which is what I come across it all the time. Yeah. There's literally not even a toilet. I've had to wee in a bucket on a site full of men numerous times. It's completely true. Uh, what about when we're on our period? Would you think it was okay for your daughter or girlfriend to be weeing in a bucket? Um, this would not be accepted in any other industry. I don't get it. Honest opinions welcome. We can take it. And it got a real mixed, um, mixed uh, lot of opinions. So <laughs> I wasn't even necessarily saying that we, we want our own toilet. You know, we want a women's own toilet. But to be fair, in the rest of the world, everywhere you go, there's... I mean, do say it. I want my own toilet. In every other industry, in every pretty much every industry across the United Kingdom, yeah. the gender toilets are separated. And yeah. there is a reason that gender toilets yeah. are separated. It's for safety and it's for dignity. Yeah. But it's for safety as well. So, yeah. I mean, you know all of this, um, what was that young woman? I feel really bad because I've forgotten her name. It was recently murdered. Um, and then, you know, they did the vigil after a death and everybody was saying, you know, like, um, all men this and all men that. And oh, nobody's saying... Oh, I know saying, what you mean. The, like, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Everard is, I feel really bad for forgetting, but it really got my back up this whole situation where yeah. all men are saying, oh, you know, like the nice men who aren't rapists and murderers, fair enough, are saying, I'm not a rapist and murderer. Mm. Perfect. But somebody is and unfortunately the men is so we are taught to be wary of them you are taught you would teach your children your sisters your aunties your mothers your grandmas everybody is taught the same thing do not speak to a strange man that you don't know if a man approaches you you do not you don't know don't speak to him yeah you are that strange man to somebody else's daughter just accept it and there is a safety issue and when it comes to toilets there is a safety issue as well no i'm not saying that there would be anybody on site it would do anything but there is the potential that something yeah. could happen in an environment like that and yeah. women don't want to be in it I'm, i mean i have the reason i seem so passionate about toilets is not because i'm so passionate about toilets it's because of the um do you know when um i don't know what the right terminology here is so i don't i really don't want to mess myself up so let me get this right but yes. when men are transitioning and they're not quite transitioned to, um, to become female and they want to use female toilets yeah i am against it and i know I, there's there's a lot of um that particular community who would then say i'm an arsehole for that but i'm a woman and i've been subject to to things that they would never have been subject to and so i believe that if you are not female then you should not be in that toilet. And if you have not transitioned, then you should not be in that toilet because unfortunately, men's bits and bobs can be a weapon and it can be a weapon and it can destroy a woman's life. And I just don't think this should be mixing. I don't think this should be mixing in any kind of society. There should be female on the toilets. And, you know, we have different needs as well you know we need different facilities like you said women are periods it's just a fact yeah. what you're supposed to do like change your tampons in a bucket I, I know it's not a sexy topic but and that's the facts this was my whole point um and i've had it on site i actually had it yesterday so um at pure coincidence either this um a site i was on last week that didn't have a toilet had a portaloo delivered on monday i was back on the same site uh, the builder, who's lovely, I've not, not got a problem with, I don't think he's got a problem with me, um, made a jokey comment about that it was costing him £35 a week and um, I should pay for it. 
And I said, well, don't, your other, don't you think everyone else is using the toilet? He said, no, we all go in the garden. That's a lie. I've used that toilet twice and it is covered in wee after two days, one day, two days. This was Tuesday, so two days. And that wasn't me. The seat was up. So... But the thing is, though, and what men don't appreciate as well is then they would not go and sit on that toilet. And they they have the luxury of not having to sit on the yeah. toilet. So, I mean, it's just such as it just seems like it's such a small thing. It's such a bizarre thing. And you're going to quibble over £35 to keep some of your workers satisfied. Yeah, <laughs> on site, like, and I know that the stat is that only twenty five percent of sites um, across the board in the in the construction industry have female female mm -hmm. facilities, and mm -hmm. there's there's certain companies that were like, we're making a policy to have them on all site. How is this a conversation? It's That's what I think, yeah. How is it a conversation? Yeah, I don't understand. How do you have a problem? Yeah, I don't understand that we even have to argue about it. I can't get my head around it. It's a bizarre conversation to be having in the United Kingdom in it 2021, is, to be honest. It is, man, it is absolutely mental, and it's one that does really drive me mad. And somebody commented on there saying, um, this, this, these sort of comments do me a dint, that he said, um, I wee in a bottle three times a day, it's just part of the job. It's Just not, ask him when the last time he changed his tampax. I, right, oh, yes, I, me I messaged him back saying, um, do you understand that it's not that simple for a woman? Also, do you have monthly periods? And he never messaged me back. It's as if they've never had a conversation, like in sex education when you're 12 that women have different parts to men. That is what it's like. It's, uh, it's, it's just not even the thing. Uh, it's just, it's bizarre that women even have to have this conversation and have yeah. to fight for the right to have dignity and safety in any work environment. I don't know why construction is seen as an exception to all rules and all legislation in all of our industries in the whole United Kingdom. It, and it, it, re these, it seems like small things, but it really drives me mad because yeah. these are the things that make the industry so unattractive and so difficult for women 100%. and if you're having to fight over a small thing like a toilet then the same people are saying oh you all get equal pay in that they won't even give us a toilet you honestly think that at board level we're getting equal pay yeah. we're not it's, it's not happening okay. it's mad and people i think um you know men will look at this and be like oh they make such a big issue of it but if somebody asked me um, the downsides of my job, I've only really got two, and that is the toilet situation and the winter working outside, which is really cold. I don't deal with the cold well. I do it because it's part of my job. But the toilet thing shouldn't be part of my job. So that's why it is a big issue to me because it's the only, one of the only two downsides that I, I feel from, about my job. And, it, and you're right, it does make it unattractive for people um, yeah, thinking about coming in. The, but in the grand the, scheme of things, for those contractors, how much money are they making on sites? And they're going to moan about £35. Yeah, and then they're actually going to say that you should be the one who pays for it. No, you are the, technically the employer on this site. Make sure that this is the appropriate facilities for everybody who comes to site. Yeah. So what, what if there was somebody with a disability who came onto site? You Then I think you should have a disabled toilet as well. Yeah. You, know, you should have a, a toilet that is easily accessible for everybody. What is wrong? Why can this industry not just be inclusive and accept that you really trying to penny pinch to that extent like come on it's mad it is madness um but i've had a full run there about a toilet which we're expecting now we have had a mad, had a mad run haven't we <laughs> sort of cleared it up we, everyone knows how we feel now that's good um are there any other things that you face um 
as a woman, especially in your position as, you know, director of uh, competence stuff that sort of really frustrate you or any negative things that you think, oh God, this is, apart from obviously being ignored. I'll be honest, the, since The Apprentice, it's been, a, it's been a game changer because although I'm, I'm slightly more successful now than them because business has progressed, but I was successful before The Apprentice and I'd achieved an awful lot and my businesses was all doing very well. Um, and I'd achieved it all on my own from nothing. You know, as you can tell, I'm common and small and I was brought up with, <laughs> with literally nothing. And, and I'd achieved all of that, but it wasn't recognised as much till you're on TV and then, you know, you, be, you become somebody, although I, I've completely not changed as a human being. So since then, things have got easier in that because people may have seen me or be familiar with me or follow me on different social media things then they already have this trust element or a respect or are inquisitive so if I want to speak to somebody a lot of the time I get the opportunity to speak to them um so since then I'll be honest it, no it, there has been zero negative previous to the apprentice then people would always think I was a receptionist. Um, it, it's just, again, it's the perceptions, it's the misunderstanding. Yeah. Or then if there was a dispute with somebody, again, I've not really had any disputes since The Apprentice, but before that, if there was a dispute, then I'd have men telling me, you listen to me, young lady. I'm like, you listen to me, old man. I'm like, you talking to? Yeah. All right, you're an HR, there you are. And you know, the people have these attitudes and, and these terms as if it's really going to offend me. Like, no, I'm a young woman. Yeah, I'm completely not offended by that. But those little bits of things used to grind my gears. And again, just the, the ignorance, the thinking I'm a receptionist, thinking I'm no one. Can you put me on to your manager? Where's your, when's your boss turning up? I'm just like, hello. <laughs> it wasn't Michael, it was Michaela um <laughs> but, you know more than um more than that they are small things but I wouldn't I would never get out of this industry for, for all of these little problems that are, are the flaws and you may face on a daily basis and the frustrations I do believe that all industries have the flaws and the frustrations and you know they, they might be they'll definitely be in different ways it's not going to be an issue with toilets but there will there will always be something um but for me in construction, I've really been allowed to thrive. I've had many opportunities given to me. I've been become successful to a level I never thought I could have ever dreamt of as a little girl. I never thought I'd be in the positions that I've been in. I didn't think I'd have met the people I've met. Or, and all of my opportunities, at least 90% of them, have been given to me by men. And the contracts I've won have been awarded by men. And the connections I've got have been men because it's predominantly men. So for all of the you know, for all of the downsides of construction, there is a humongous upside. And if it was that terrible, I would not be in the industry. I, I think the issue, again, like I say, it's what, what other people think of, of the industry and, and us being able to retain women. If there's more women in construction, I think the these things like this and the edges and the, the site culture and these things would get tamed a little bit if there was more women on the site then the issues that we've got wouldn't be issues anymore and at which point it would be an absolutely amazing industry to yeah. be in yeah definitely how did you even like get started in this industry like how, what made you start your first business in, in if you, is your background like with your family are they in construction or but they are actually, so I've always been surrounded by it. So but all of my, my, my stepdad's joined and my dad's a civil engineer and right. two of my brothers join us now as well. Um, my sister-in-law's a heating engineer who's, who's a bit older than me. So she was a heating engineer while I was at school. Oh, and I did toy with the idea of being a heating engineer. I, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to be, but I um, went to university 
studying religion and special needs. <laughs> so nothing to do with construction. Um, and then it was on a year out from university. I wanted to be like a counsellor of some sort. I always wanted to help young women, um, which I guess this is, it's ended up coming full circle and now I am in, in somewhere. But I took a year out and my dad basically said, I could even take this job at Greg's Pasties. I don't know if you know, but you have to wear awful blue hairnets. I was like, absolutely not. Or a <laughs> it was either that or 19 as well in Bolton Town Centre. Oh, my mate's coming to I'm like, no, Imagine. no, thank you. I'll kick me out. <laughs> so I, I ended up, <laughs> I ended up getting a job working at a construction magazine. I done well. Um, went for went working somewhere else. Thought there's no way I'm going to go back to university now because I was earning good money. Went working with somebody else. Hit a glass ceiling. And that they literally said to me, I turned the company around, it was doing 60 grand a year and I, I made it a million pound a year turnover by recruiting wow. people, training people, bringing in different sales things. And I was only young, I was 24, 25. Wow. And a sales manager position come up and they said that they, obviously I should have got the job, like that it was just set in stone, I was getting the job. And then they said they wanted an old demand for the job. And um I don't think they realised at the time how bad that actually was. It was actually nice blokes, but they just had it in their head that a sales manager should be an older man. That's just what they wanted. They thought that's how they should look and didn't see, obviously, all the qualities and evidence. So I pied them off, but left, started my own business. That did well. Invested in um, a utility connection company. That did well. Then started a construction company off the contacts that they had. That did well. And then obviously went on to the apprentice so in short it was a complete accident and then yeah. I made some wise investments and made some bold moves at a young age and yeah I guess wow. that's why yeah. I am you're obviously <laughs> very um like motivated anyway but that must have really given you some motivation and determination to succeed yeah, no, I, I did. I had a point to prove I had a bee in my bonnet when I started the business and the new ideas that I wanted to implement that there wasn't up for doing, I brought in and I formed my business as a full marketing agency. So rather than just doing the magazine, which is amazing, the largest yeah. online and hard copy magazine in the UK, um, we, also <laughs> do, um, we also do everything like social media, websites, um, PR, absolutely everything to do with marketing and they just do the magazine. So all of this other stuff I was able to bring in and really scale and, and grow my company so you don't I mean it, it all works out in the end I'm a firm believer in you're exactly where you're meant to be you know yeah. and so if they wouldn't have said that to me I'd probably still be working for them making them millions yeah, and definitely everything's for a reason doesn't it I think um yes. with my first position um I've told you briefly about it uh I'm, I spoke about it on Clubhouse that day with my first you know experience in my first position um it really, for a couple of days, so basically I was like bullied for like nine, 10 weeks really badly. Um, and for a couple of days, it, it really got to me. And I honestly thought I was so close to quitting. I thought, I can't do this. What a waste of time and money training this. I can't do it. It's all those negatives that I thought about before I started was had, were happening to me. And I was like, this is what it's like. And I don't want to go to work feeling like this every day and coming home upset and stuff. Um, and yeah, for a couple of days, I was so down about it. I, I thought about quitting, but then I don't. I don't know what it was. Something in my head just went, "No, you're not going to let one man do this to you. Like, like you're, you know, a company do this to you." And and it and it literally, I think it's the best thing that happened to me. Like, although it was awful, and I do wish it hadn't happened. 
it was the best yeah. thing because it really made me determined to succeed because when you start thinking that pe other people are doubting you um you think no yeah I mean it really so well <laughs> yeah it fuels your fire definitely definitely and I know you you shared your story with me previously and it, it's just tragic and the the biggest tragedy is it's not uncommon either mm. but um I mean you've done you've done the right thing you, you've continued and I think the women who are in construction at this point and who have been here for a period of time have all faced something on some level to yeah. some extent as well and they're generally real like tough tough women i've never met a woman who's been like meek and mild in construction ever you know they've all got something about them and i think that all the women i meet have the potential to be hugely successful because you've had that experience it's fueled your fire you continued and you're just going to continue to grow and be more successful yeah. which is also why i believe that men already in this industry really should be looking to um attract women and to get women within the companies because yeah. I'm a firm believer in they will be the best workers they've got because women have a point to prove that yep. we're as good as men. So I think, you know, they're making a big mistake by not taking on the women because they'll work harder than like just some dozy son who don't really want to be there and his dad's mate got him a job there and he's basically exactly. being forced into it. If yeah. a woman's there, she she wants to be there. Exactly. And it was like, it was like uh, college and the point where we were leaving college, um, you know, a, a lot of the lads were on my on my course because I did it full time, so I was doing like days. A, a lot of the lads on my course were there because they had to be there. They had to still be in education somewhere till they were eighteen. So they were so they were there. Whereas I was there because I wanted to be there. I was paying for it, and I was you know squeezing it into my already busy life. Um, but still, when it came to leaving, when we um, qualified, I struggled to find a job. And they easily just fell into jobs, even though I'd done better, I'd got uh, better exam results. Um, you know, I was clearly, I clearly wanted it. Um, but yeah, I still yeah. struggled to find jobs just because, you know, they're, they're lads, I think. They just walked into, into jobs. It's, and they know somebody. I think the thing is, well, it's like in all industries, I mean, the connections are invaluable in, in any business and it, that's always going to be a thing. Um, and a lot of the time they will know somebody like, like I said, the parents may have said to them, you have to go to college, you have to do this. And my mate Jeff will give you a job. Da, da, da. And yeah. women don't have that luxury yet just because there's not enough women already in the industry. We need to flood the construction industry from the top level um, to yeah. the lowest level from admin and apprentices and site workers and, and tradeswomen and, you know, CEOs and company directors. They can't be, oh, how do we fix it? You know, employ some electricians or a female. It's got to come from everywhere because yeah. women need the support from each angle. Yeah. It, every sort of area needs to be diluted, doesn't it? With It'll just get better all around, I think. 100%. Um, what advice would you give to um, to young girls? I, I get quite a lot of young girls messaging um, uh, through my Instagram from this from this podcast, really, um, just for advice and stuff. Or I think they just want reassurance that they're doing the right thing. You know, if they, they you know they want to go into it, but they're a bit sort of scared. I've ended up. I call most of them now. I say, oh, let's let's have a chat. And I think. Um, I don't know, I think they really like it. It makes me feel good. But what, what advice would you give to to young girls? 
that are thinking about getting into the trade? To do it. My, my main advice is to do it. There is a lot of opportunities in construction. There's a lot of money in construction and you can become very successful very fast. And on top of that, if you have a trade as well, then you're always going to be able to sort your own house out and nobody's going to be coming in ripping you off. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's £300 an hour, do you want? Um, so it's really... Definitely do it, but I think just be prepared. Be prepared for the reality of the chances are you're going to meet an idiot or two along the way, but do not let them stop you. Just understand that there are going to be hurdles. It will be different ones from in normal industries. There are idiots in many other industries as well. We may just more frequently find them in construction. And do not position yourself as a victim. If it happens and you, you do meet a hurdle, you're feeling discriminated against, do not make yourself a victim to that situation. Do not allow that to be about your gender. Make that about that individual. If somebody, from the experience that you had, Amy, is going to bully you to that extent, then there is fundamentally something wrong with their mental health yeah. because that is not normal That's so not this just always know that when these things happen it's not about you you are not a victim it's about that individual and if your voice is not being heard within the company that you're at there are many 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 i think there's 300,000 construction companies there or thereabouts within the uk there are many other construction companies that you can take them skills to who would welcome you with open arms so do not give up at the first hurdle prepare yourself this may happen it may well not and i really hope it doesn't and the industry is getting better but if you prepare for the worst then you know you're, you're always going to be ready for it well, that's great advice <laughs> brilliant um thank you so much for your time today it's been um brilliant talking to you um quickly i forgot to ask you sorry can you just Quick, give us a quick sort of uh, rundown of um, what you're doing with Hayley Roberts. With yes, your... so um, there's um, a federation called the National Federation of Builders and the Woman in um, Construction Ambassador, or I'm the Ambassador for Women in Construction with them. We've yeah. teamed up with them and produced a roadmap. Um, we did it, held a round table with influencers, directors, directors of large construction companies, SME businesses, and um, educational bodies within the construction industry. And um, we've built out a roadmap um, with the plan to get 25% of women in construction by 2026. We're taking it to government level in a couple of weeks um, to get it passed. We're getting an accreditation for diversity and inclusion so that your tenders will be weighted if you have a bronze, silver, gold. That isn't all boxed off and cleared out yet, but it's something along those lines. And we are hoping that government will either put something in legislation or at least have sanctions on the public sector procurement process if you do not have this accreditation i know that was a, a lot of long words if you you know you, I, if I really understand it they're clearing me out, but basically i'm trying to get 25 percent of women in construction i'm yeah. really doing my best and yeah. um i am actually i've wrote to the government we're starting a petition as well and just waiting for it to be clear so when i do amy if i can send it to you and you share it with your audience as well Definitely. we need 100 000 signatures yeah um for them to discuss it in parliament so that's what i'm going for that's amazing. Um, the, the work that you and Hayley are doing is honestly amazing. And as someone who works, you know, on sites or on the tools every day, I really appreciate um, what you're doing. I know it's a lot of hard work, it takes up a lot of time, but um, you have meetings that you, you have, um, well, I don't know what you call them, rooms on Clubhouse. Yes. So every Friday or most, most Fridays, every Friday. 
Yeah, every Friday, we are having one week off in a couple of weeks, but every Friday, 1 until 2.30, we do it. Um, it's a room on Clubhouse. It's an audio app, so everybody's welcome to interact, ask questions. The way that it is structured is we do a bit of an intro, a catch-up on, you know, the progress that people have made over the last week. We'll have a special guest. You was on it one week. and um, We've got some amazing guests coming up, the CEO of City and Guilds, um, the head of the NFB. So some huge, some huge names in construction are coming on it as a special guest question and answers with them and at the end of it what we're, we're starting to do from this week is 20 minutes networking as well so if there's a specific connection you're looking for in construction you know you say i want to speak to the director of galliford try if anybody knows them they'll pass on your information as well amazing so yeah try and get involved if you've got um the app clubhouse um yeah jump on i i love that um i only managed to get on sort of one and a bit <laughs> rooms with you but it was um i learned a lot just listening to other people like their experiences what areas they're working in and also it just felt really you know i got a lot of support from it i was only that one um day that i came on um it just made me feel like better that there are people like, lots of men out there that support us and that are really working hard to try and yeah improve working, do you know what the they're working really really hard as well amy like these the people who come to this clubhouse room they're not messing like we have the director of multiplex on there it's a global construction company and he, he has enforced sanctions on his business to get it to 46 percent in the next three years that's far more than what we're asking for and he is serious like he's not yeah. messing about he's like i want this because he understands the bottom line profits increase with a diverse workforce it's factual it's proven it's evidential it's all over in every other industry and he understands that but more than that he believes that women should be given equal opportunities to men and and it's not just him the director of galliford tries on the 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 chairman of the nfb the chairman of the charter institute of civil engineers um we some really we're talking like massive massive corporations they come into our room and they just chill and they see what women are saying and then yep. they take from that and try and improve their company from the feedback that just normal working class hard working women have to say about the industry because it's conversations they would never have not even with the staff they're too high up so they would never be open to the i mean they may well be open to them but they would never really have these kind of intimate conversations as what they have in that room so it's, it's a really important room and um, something i'm passionate about so hopefully it'll continue to grow as well yeah i'll try and um I'll try and jump in. It's really hard when you're on site, but I think that's, you know, I'd love for other, um, the other tradie girls that I talk to to get on, but, I, you know, it is difficult when you're on site. I do feel like, because now I attended that first one, I do feel like I'm missing out on Fridays. Like, <laughs> oh, I really want to jump in, but yeah, it's, um, it's really positive. I came away feeling really positive about, um, the future and things are will change are changing and are going to change for the better so yeah it's amazing good amazing yeah i love that and, that, and that's ultimately what it's about so yeah that that's it's great to hear yeah wicked well thank you so much for your time today um and what uh michaela wayne isn't it w-a-i-n follow yes. michaela on instagram will you be putting updates on instagram for your um with this accreditation 
Yeah, with the roadmaps and um, yeah, the petition, I'll be doing all the swipe ups and that. But it's actually Michaela Wayne one because there's a Michaela Wayne who's a supermodel in Australia and I in there. <laughs> so there is. I'm not her. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but Michaela as well, she's absolutely stunning. I'm like, <laughs> Michaela Wayne one then for updates on, on how it's all going. Yeah, perfect. Brilliant. Um, yeah, thank you. And uh, hopefully, I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, amazing. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. That was Women in Trades with Amy the Sparky. Never miss an episode by subscribing now. Just hit the subscribe button and turn your notifications on.